we give our time, attention, and love. We enjoy sharing and following friends, family, colleagues, and inspirational leaders aligned with our passions and interests in a hyper-connected world. We're all about tribes. We join tribes that speak to us and align with our vibe. In Tribe Goals, we share time with key lifestyle and industry change makers as they share some of their inspirations, thinking, and flow with their communities. We'll see how they started and grew their tribe, as well as which they have joined and how that has fueled them. I'm your host, Kimmy Smith, and we'll navigate our favorites in our show, Tribe Goals. On today's episode of Tribe Goals, we sit down with one of our favorite studio founders, Sarah Levy of Y7. We always love flowing to hip-hop mixes while doing hot yoga. With a number of studios in New York, LA, and now in Chicago, we wanted to find out how this style of workout came about. In addition, we talked about how she grew her brand, her approach to opening new locations, and the importance of building a great team. We chatted with her a few months back of the Lofts at Flatiron to find out more about her and the brand. We're also happy to hear that she's a mommy-to-be and can't wait to see how she becomes a powerhouse rocking being a mom and running a successful studio empire. the moment that you knew you wanted to work in the fitness industry? I can't say there was like a specific moment. Mm-hmm. The studio was really started because I was so unhappy with all of my yoga experiences. And it really just started as like such a side project mm-hmm. that I didn't even realize it was going to be a thing until we opened Flatiron. And that's when I left my full-time job. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So that was kind of the moment. I don't think, you know, it's so different now, though, too. Like, you know, we started probably like a little over six years ago now. Um, The fitness industry wasn't really there like it is now. Right. Like there's not career options. It Mm -hmm. was like you're a trainer or you work front desk. Exactly. Or it's not like this mega superstardom that literally a certain trainer walks down the street and you're just right. like, oh my God, that's so-and-so. They're like, what? I'm like, you don't take so-and-so's class? Like, Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So it, there wasn't much of an industry now. And like I look around, like there's so many exciting career options. There's, I mean, we have... We have HR, we have a director of people, we have mm-hmm. ops, like we have all of these different kind of career paths mm-hmm. that you can find in like, you know, a more traditional like brick and mortar business. So. That is crazy. So yeah. what were you doing before you got into the fitness industry? I worked in fashion. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. So wow. I was, um, so when, when I left mm-hmm. uh, my job, I was at a multi-line showroom mm-hmm. um, and I was an account executive there. Nice. And Yeah. That's crazy. So what was the decision to make this yoga meets hip hop music, which I love this, you know, combination. It's the music that like I love working out to Mm -hmm. and that motivates me. Right. And it's what gets me through like moments of like, I I don't know, like, Mm -hmm. and then that song comes on. You're like, okay, Okay. you're like, I can keep moving. (laughs) You know, it's like when you're at the club and you're like, Mm -hmm. I'm ready to go home. And you're like, oh, can't go home now. can't. (laughs) Can't go home now. Not that I frequent the club anymore, but you right, know, but no, it's back that same in the feeling. day. That's like you're like, oh, I can't go now. Exactly. I gotta stay. I love the fact that the heat makes me stop thinking. <sighs> then the good music, and then the whole fact. What I like about yours is that free flow that happens. Like you kind of learn it, and then you can like take out what you don't want, yeah. add something else in. I love that. Yeah, I. You know, it's so like so with the music and the darkness and the heat. Like we're tricking everybody I into know. working really hard. <laughs> And by the time that you get to like the third floor, you're like out of breath. You're like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And 
I love the flow on your own. So mm-hmm. for me, what I would get so frustrated about in traditional classes is that I would do a pose on mm-hmm. my right side. Yeah. I'd be kind of figuring out where I'm supposed to be alignment wise. Mm-hmm. And then I would do it on my left side and be like, okay, I got it. Yep. And then yep. we wouldn't do that pose again mm-hmm. for the rest of the class. I'd be like, I'd be like, but I can do it. I'm like, but wait, let me do it. I want to do it again. Like I want to do can, I'm like, but I got it now. Right. Exactly. So I love the idea of like building muscle memory mm-hmm. within your body. Like, and I love the idea of the repetition. So you're able to kind of come back to that pose on mm-hmm. your own and know where you're supposed exactly. to be. Exactly. Right. So you're getting a lot of this like movement. You're understanding where your body is. It's a lot of awareness. Mm-hmm. And two, with the lack of mirrors, it really fo- it forces you yeah. to think about where your body is. Mm-hmm. We're so used to relying on like mirrors and what we're looking at. And I found like that I like no one's perfectly exactly, you know, symmetrical. Mm-hmm. So I kind of found when I was looking at myself in the mirror, like I would always lean toward whatever side yep. I'm dominant on. And I would think I was straight and like, that's mm-hmm. not what's happening here. Mm-hmm. So it's really a challenge of like your muscle memory, like true balance, like and really relying on your body. Yeah. Understanding where you are. I love that. Especially when I'm not going to lie. I always have three people in class <laughs> that I kind of look at to see like, what are they doing? Yeah. I'm like, wait, they look like rock stars, but they're all slightly doing it differently. Yeah. And it makes me feel more comfortable that like, I could achieve whatever totally. that element is. And then there's other parts where I'm like, damn it, I'll never get to crow. <laughs> you will, one you day. will. You will. <laughs> I didn't get it. You should do one of the workshops. Because oh. we have like crow and we have a look on the website, we have one coming up soon, but Okay. It's a lot like it breaks it down and like mm-hmm. it's nice. Okay. And I always put when I was learning because mm-hmm. I was so scared I was going to fall flat on my face. That, that would be one part. So put a block or a pillow when you're practicing yeah. like in front of your face. So if you fall, if you fall, because oh, you're yeah. supposed to be so low to the ground anyways. Well, that's true. So a lot of time, like when you have the block, when mm-hmm. you lean forward, you can like, the goal is kind of like tap the block with your forehead. I can see that because I'm always thinking I'll either fall and bust my face right. or I have a big booty. So anything, once it hits a certain point. Yeah, you're like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know well. what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have a little like, that's smart. You can okay. See it, and you can also like kind of tap it. Mm-hmm. So you can. But I also like the fact that even when I don't do that portion, let's say, because it's never something that's like in the flow. It's like, oh, if you want to do yeah. it, you literally feel like it's okay if I don't. I can mm-hmm. do something else. I can child's pose. So I, I don't know. I just, and now sitting in front of you, I'm just like, I can get your whole vibe, like of how the brand works. Because that same sentiment, I've probably gone to at least 10 or 12 of your different trainers, is all there. So that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's, a, it's just a little bit of different take. It, I think yoga gets a little bit of a misunderstanding where what I hear all the time from people are like, oh, that's so cool, but you know, I'm not flexible, so right. I don't go. And it's so it's so funny to hear that because that's a byproduct, like that's a result yeah. of doing yoga. No one goes in like mm-hmm. all bending, exactly. able to do all these poses. Like you get there by the practice and mm-hmm. the repetition. So taking a little bit of that sort of misconception out of the picture has been mm-hmm. really, really important for me. Yeah. So people can come in and feel really safe and like be vulnerable. Like some of these poses do, you know, evoke emotions and mm-hmm. people cry in Shavasana and like mm-hmm. I've cried in Shavasana, but it's dark. No, literally nobody cares. Which I love that. Yeah, like nobody cares. Like you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And I love that. It feels, you still get this really great sense of like group energy around you and kind of, you know, that encouragement and, uh, you know, you see other people flowing and trying Mm -hmm. and like holding the plank, you know, all that stuff. But 
you also yeah. feel really safe that you're in your own space because yeah. of that sense of the darkness and you know that no one's watching you. So it's a really nice balance of being mm -hmm. able to, you know, push yourself. But also if you're having a day, like it's okay. You don't have to like mm -hmm. go that far. I love that. And, and speaking to that, the design. So my background being a visual merchandiser, I used to set up a lot of store setups and things like that. There is something about how you have that great minimalist, positive vibe. Where did that come from? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, such a, that's such a personal thing because I always felt that when I was walking into studios, mm -hmm. I immediately, just from like the visuals that studios would yeah. put out, like I immediately felt like, I don't know what that symbol is, like, or all these, right. all these pictures and, mm -hmm. you know, of people and of students. And I already felt like kind of outside of yeah. this place. And now mm -hmm. I would walk into any studio alone. Like, yeah. I don't care. And I think it's, it's, it is a little bit different now because, you know, there's class pass and there's, exactly. you know, it's very common for people to go to workout classes alone. Like I would have never, like it took a lot for me to go to a class like by myself, like Same. six, seven years ago. Like mm -hmm. it took so much like courage on my part. And I want everyone to feel that like, it's just a really open space. Like mm -hmm. I want, I don't want anyone to. I want people to come in and make the experience what they want it. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be forced upon them visually or what, you know, yeah. whatever. Like it's, we're there for the clients. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, up to them what they want to take on a bit. How do you decide what locations you're going to take on? You know, you have your studios here in New York, you have them West Coast. Yeah. Are there going to be additional ones? Like, yeah, Miami. <laughs> Chicago is coming. What? I'm from Indiana originally. So okay, I'm, like, I'm from Michigan. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> Chicago is coming. We signed our lease. Mm -hmm. um, like a month back. So we are looking at an early 2020 opening. My Chicago girls are going to be so I'm excited. So excited. Wow. Yes. That's exciting. Yeah, so how do you decide? Because the location's always, like, for instance, we're on 23rd Street yeah. right now. I am constantly on this street. I love that two of my favorite studios are on this street, yours and Humming Puppy. And then we have three eating places. Like, there's so many different so things. Much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even in Brooklyn, like, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, she's there. Like, are you just, like, scouting all the time? Um, yes. Mm -hmm. So we're constantly scouting the market. Um, but it's also we have pretty specific needs. Mm -hmm. So, which is, it's good and bad. Yeah. It's nice because we immediately know if a space can work for us or not. Mm -hmm. So there's not, like, you know, we don't waste too much time on that. Mm -hmm. But... It can also be tough because yeah. we do like a second floor. Like I do like a third floor because real estate's expensive mm -hmm. and I don't want to raise my prices. Like I don't, I don't want to be charging people $30 for a yoga class. You yeah. know, like I want to keep our prices, you know, still really reasonable and Absolutely. accessible to people. So, um, you know, that's hard when you're looking at some of these ground floor spaces are $20,000 mm -hmm. a month and it's yep. just a lot. Yep. So, <laughs> um, but we really... There's a, so much data that you can collect from a lot of like looking at like geos and demographics mm -hmm. and is it like a residential neighborhood is where people are working? So kind of also having a healthy mix of that too. Mm. Where did the name come from? Oh, <laughs> You're like, the why? Wow. <laughs> there's like there's it's there's nothing like anything behind it. The why just. <laughs> No, it's true. Everyone always has to like, what does it mean? I'm like, well, the Y just stands for yoga. That's what I thought, but I'm like, you yeah, know, it's probably not. That's why I want to be like, oh, it's yeah. yoga seven, right? <laughs> and the seven represents the seven chakras, which is what I assume. And that's it. It's I really, that. yeah. It's really I love simple. the clothing line Thank and your you. merchandising. That's really exciting. I love yeah. the just the play on the words, and I don't know. There's just so many good vibes that you have with that. 
Very cool. So when did you decide, you know, a lot of people do it, but you literally have a very conscious effort of how it extends to the brand, but also really works well into like streetwear and athleisure. I think, well, it's been an evolution for sure. Mm -hmm. We were just kind of, you know, t-shirts, sweatshirts. Those are kind of the easy things to do. We've now expanded into... um, Athletic, mm-hmm. athletic wear um, with leggings and bras and stuff like that. But it's, we also want to keep it really fun. Like, yeah. I don't want it to look like, you know, when you just get, you go to like an event or something and someone just gives you a t shirt. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, I don't want it to look like that. I want people to wear the stuff like to and from studio. I want them yep. to be able to wear it like, you know, with jeans if they mm-hmm. want. So we're always kind of playing with what we offer and mm-hmm. new stuff. But it's fun. Any new collaborations on the clothing side? So we um, are partnering pretty extensively with Nike. Nice. Um, they just launched a their official like yoga collection, and they have really, really stepped up the game in that. Yeah. Uh, in that area, because they've really just been known for sort of training. Exactly. And they've really, really elevated their their tights and their bras to make mm-hmm. it super, super nice for yoga. Wow. What are things that are you're looking at that are next steps for the brand? And I'm really looking forward to expanding into other markets, seeing what we can do in the digital space, Mm -hmm. making the brand available for people who don't have access to a studio. And what does that look like? I know that for us, it's tough because we can never replicate the experience digitally. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to try to. Mm -hmm. You know, we thought about it a lot and like, what can we do? It's just... Mm-hmm. You can't control how people are going to use it at home, so it's never going to be guaranteed that experience. So what does that look like for us? Like, yeah. how do we kind of plan to stake in the ground without ruining the experience that we have in the studio and without sort of diluting the brand? So mm-hmm. um, a lot of working on that and seeing what that looks like. Like, do we collaborate with someone? Do we create specific flows for somebody else that are like by Y7 teachers. Like mm-hmm. it could look like so many different things. So playing in that space as well. How do you go about finding the trainers that work in your class? So we do a little bit of scouting, mm-hmm. um, but we hold auditions monthly actually. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We hire every month. Uh, a lot of our instructors are also do other things too, yeah. are not just yoga teachers. Mm-hmm. We have... We have a few who are, Mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of them are dancers, actresses. Some of them have nine to fives and just love teaching. Mm -hmm. So those are my early morning or weekend teachers or, um, so we tend to hold auditions a lot just because we're also always looking for people to come in and, you know, people move and they, you know, so it's, it's really fun. We just held auditions. Oh my gosh, we had one last week, which was wow. great. Yeah. I envision like a Laker girl situation. <laughs> no, so we, it's actually really fun. We do it in a round robin style. So mm-hmm. they have the sequence beforehand. Cause there's so much going on. Right. And what I really want to focus on for us is, can you hold space in the room? It is dark. You cannot demo. Yeah. You have to speak so clearly. Yeah. You have to be super articulate. So we kind of take away, you know, we can teach you how to do the music. We can mm-hmm. teach you how to make a playlist, you know, what we look for in yeah. that. Sequencing, like, we can also go over that. There's a lot of aspects when you go in that first time, and it can seem like a lot. And 
we really need that first thing. Like, can you hold the space to be the most important and Mm -hmm. the one thing that we're looking for? Because everything else, like if you have that, Mm -hmm. you know, and then we have them come back and then they sequence and do that stuff. So it's a kind of a two-step process. Wow. That's, that's pretty interesting. So last year you were on the cover of Inc. Magazine, (laughs) um, and you were noted as one of America's 500 fastest growing companies coming in at number 80. Yeah. How did that feel? Shocking, to be quite honest with you. Um, I was like, what is going on? Because we're still a baby startup. And, mm-hmm. you know, it. it's so crazy to see how other people view your business. Mm-hmm. Because I'm so in it day to day yeah. that I, it, it was a moment for me of like, Holy, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I really took a step back and was like, this is, like, I'm so proud of this team. Like, I can't believe yeah. this is happening. That's, I mean, I remember getting it. I was just like, wow. Like, totally deserved. But I was just like, oh, my God. I, same. <laughs> like, I mean, that's uh, a lot of companies and a lot of people could have been lot, selected. A hundred percent. Whoa. It was wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was really, I just like, I, there's nothing else. I was like, how did you do? I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It was just so, it was so cool. And it was so cool to be, I think, recognized in a space that hasn't really traditionally been featured. Exactly. Um, you know, when you, you know, you think of sort of the big guys, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. I had to be even named amongst like such incredible companies was mm-hmm. really just it was such an honor. Like, but it, it was, was nice really cool. to have that cover, though. Oh yeah, that was great. <laughs> who knew a girl looks? Who knew a girl looks good in orange? I was like, okay. I was, I was like, whoa, she rocked it in orange. Wow. I was like, okay. <laughs> well, how do you balance your busy schedule? I mean, like I said, I, I see you on Instagram. You were just like all over, like doing all these different things. How do you make sure that you're checking in with yourself, but also facilitating the needs of your personal life, your business? Yeah. My answer to this is always, and I think about this a lot because mm-hmm. I do, I do think that like that self-care and like sitting with yourself is so important. It's where you figure out like what you need mm-hmm. from, you know, yourself and other people. And when are you functioning the best? Like when you feel your best. And I feel very lucky because I love what I do so much mm-hmm. that yes, like, you know, there's the annoying things I have to do and I'm like, you know looking at numbers and you know whatever (laughs) that stuff that you know is my favorite but at the end of the day like I love it so much so for me I'm still in this kind of interesting phase where I like I like working Mm -hmm. like I'm not mad at like answering emails at 10 p.m. I'm not mad about it because you know it's stuff that I'm excited about to get done it's Mm -hmm. it's always things are happening so um and, you know, I'm lucky enough that it's a yoga studio, so I yeah. can just take, if I need a break, just go take class and, uh, you know, sit with myself there. But it's definitely tough. I, I, I am pretty much off on weekends now. Mm-hmm. Nice. If there's an emergency, of course, like, you know, I'm always kind of, my phone is mm-hmm. around and on. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not the person who turns it off. I'm not the person who mm-hmm. leaves it in the other room. Yep. I, I tried to be. I get more anxiety yes. when I'm trying to turn off. Yeah. Then just let it be there. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, it's just going to be here if I need it. It's there. Mm-hmm. I don't have to stress myself out about that. Like, that's yeah. not the point. It's mm-hmm. counterintuitive. So, you know, but 
I am pretty much like Saturday, Sunday able mm-hmm. to, you know, have a weekend like a normal person, which, which is nice. was really tough at first because our business thrives on the weekends. That's well, when we're the busiest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, that that took a while to happen, but probably about like a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. I was fully. You're like, all right. My, know, my sweet director of ops, Alex, who oversees all of our studio managers mm-hmm. and front desk. Like I used to come in. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll work. Yeah. Like if they couldn't find someone for she was like, you're not working the front desk anymore. I was like, okay. But it's so hard. Yeah, and like, I was like, I get it, and I want someone to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want the studio to suffer. She was like, we will find someone to cover the ship. You cannot work the front desk. I was like, okay. Okay, thank In you. In that transition, has yeah. that been difficult for you? Like, being someone who, you know, being a co-founder of our business, like, you are used to being that yeah. point person. You would rather do it than have some question mark do it. Right. <laughs> so how has that been for you? It was super hard probably the first year. Yeah. But... You, it, yeah. If things are only gonna grow and like, there's, I think there's always gonna be mistakes. Yeah. Things are always gonna happen. You can't control everything. It's just you know you have to put the right safeguards in place. You know we have emergency protocols. If mm-hmm. someone oversleeps, we you know it's in the way we schedule now. We mm-hmm. always have double openers. So Smart. if something happens or you know a train is whatever it is. Mm-hmm. We have two. Yeah. You know, and we learned the hard way mm-hmm. when we have clients outside being like, um, hello, we can't get we in. Can't get I'm in. like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, oh, geez. You know, and there's lock boxes out. So there's yeah. all of these things that we've done, like, on the studio level to really ensure that, you know, things, even if there's a little hiccup, mm-hmm. that the client experience is not affected. Nice. And, you know, it took, took mistakes for exactly. that to happen. And yeah. My team's really incredible. They're yeah. just... I trust them like implicitly with yeah. everything and like I think that's also really helped because it gives them like the autonomy to make those decisions mm-hmm. and if something doesn't work it doesn't work and mm-hmm. at the end of the day we're still a very young business yeah and things are not going to be perfect we mm-hmm. do not have it figured out and just kind of knowing that that's okay I think allows for us to try things and you know, I can I can step back a little. Mm-hmm. Knowing, you know, my first like actual vacation I took, right. I, was, I had massive anxiety. anxiety. <laughs> but I was like, nothing, nothing burned down. Everything is literally fine. <laughs> like I was like, okay. You're like, all right, all okay. right. Now I can exactly kind of, kind of relax a little bit. What was the best business advice that you received in the beginning that you still hold true to today? Truly, and it's something that's so simple and that people say to you and you I don't you don't really get it until mm-hmm. you make that switch is that you can't take anything personally yeah because mm-hmm. I used to we used to get like crazy Yelp reviews and I used to like I used to cry I used to get so upset mm-hmm. yeah. and so you know and when I worked at the front desk like I would get yelled at like mm-hmm. you know people aren't like not nice when they can't get into class and so much of it is about the other person yeah and I always think about it because you know it it really hit me when I got so upset at like a Delta customer service representative because my flight was canceled yeah. I was like and she was so nice mm-hmm. and I was so upset like in the first like five minutes mm-hmm. and I was like this is ridiculous blah, blah. and then she was so nice helpful and I was like I'm so sorry I did not mean to like I know it is not your fault mm-hmm. I'm just very upset yeah and that like even though it's something that's like mm-hmm. so I had nothing to do truly with my business yeah but I was like I get it yep. it's about 
me. Like, mm-hmm. I was upset. Yeah. She has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. It's about me. Like, yeah. I was upset and I have to take ownership over that. So it's also letting people, like, you can't take on everyone else's emotions. Like, yeah. their reaction is their reaction. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So that was... You know, which is good advice. Yeah, and like people say it to you, and you're like, well, I know. Yeah, like, okay. It's like, no, no, no. Like, right. Really and, that, and I was that. like, that's actually the best advice I've ever get gotten because mm-hmm. it allows me to, to like focus mm-hmm. on what I want to do instead of worrying about all the external stuff. No, I totally agree. We were talking earlier about the fitness industry being a competitive landscape, mm-hmm. and it's changed so much from when you started. Um, how in a competitive space do you continue to engage with the people in your brand in terms of the consumers that are coming in and the guests? Like, how do you keep that going so it has that authentic experience? It has a, a lot to do with our staff mm-hmm. because they're the ones, especially our front desk, mm-hmm. they're the first interaction yeah. that our clients have mm-hmm. walking in the studio. It, the class, of, of course, is so important. Yeah. But your interaction starts the second you walk in the door, and it is with mm-hmm. my front desk. Yeah. And we work really, really hard to make sure that everyone feels welcome. Mm-hmm. Like, that experience is great. Names are being remembered if it's a regular. Yeah. New, you know, when there's new merch, like, talking about that that's coming out. And mm-hmm. just really trying to engage and ask how class was. Like, do you need anything? Mm-hmm. You know, letting anyone know about, um, you know, memberships or packages or if something's expiring. Things like mm-hmm. that. Just really making sure we're having conversations with people. Um, I think it's really hard today. Yeah. Um, everyone is, and myself as well, admittedly, like, very glued to my phone. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, we're ordering. It's so funny. Like, I... I never go to Starbucks <laughs> just because there's not one near like right. it's ju- just like there's not one on my way to work right and it's so funny because I didn't realize they had like the app ordering mm-hmm. and you just pick it up like yeah human interaction is oh it's going away oh, yeah mm-hmm. so I'm I always really like my front desk so, like look even though they're checking people in there is yep. a computer I'm always like look up like, mm-hmm. smile and just like mm-hmm. that can make a difference to somebody and you never know and yeah it evokes this feeling and that's what I think Mark's a successful brand Absolutely. is when you see that logo and you get a feeling. You mm-hmm. walk into that space and you get a feeling. And that, to me, is brand recognition. Absolutely. It's not the bra- It's not you know the name on a sweatshirt. It's mm-hmm. not those other things. It's the feeling that you get when you see that logo. Mm-hmm. So that's what I constantly want to do. And you know, I and it happens for me. Like I always see Y Seven at the airport. <laughs> So, you know, on a yeah. tote bag or yep. like a hoodie, you know, mm-hmm. the amount of times I'm at the airport wearing my Brooklyn We Flow hard yep. hoodie and I see someone, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> give them a wink. I'm like, God, you're so creepy. I'm, like, I'm sure I get more excited than the average person, but so so I'm like, cool, Sarah, stop staring at people. And then I have to be weird. I'm like, I'm sorry. I work there. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> But it is like a pride. I mean, I, I have to say, like, we'll travel and yeah, you see like Y7 gear. Like one girl had the stuff and she, I said, well, where do you live? And she, I think it was either any, well, my hometown, Indianapolis. And I was like, there's not even one there. She goes, but it looks so cool. And I went to New York like a year ago. She's like, do you think there'll ever be one? And I'm like, I don't know. But now I can tell her Chicago. Chicago. Drive three hours. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we're hitting the Midwest hard. Okay. I'm a Midwest girl. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There are a lot of people in Bloomington. That's my college, Indiana University. Okay that are also like yeah you know I went to Wisconsin okay so yes yeah yeah. so there's a lot of big 10 people kind of wondering (laughs) 
I know. We're working on it. <laughs> so as someone who travels so much, what are three items that you put in your carry-on to make you feel like home and comfortable? We love asking the tough uh, questions. Hmm. Oh, this is a good one. See, we lure you in. I know. We talk right? about the stuff that you should already know about. And then we're like, carry on. What's in it? What's in it? <laughs> well, I well, first of all, I only, I refuse to chuck luggage. But that's what I said. It's carry on. That's yeah. Why it's always so carry on. it's always like I always have my little travel like makeup bag with mm-hmm. like my lotion. Mm-hmm. I get very dry skin, mm-hmm. so um, I always have um, my face lotion. Mm-hmm. And you know what I actually do carry, and it's one of my dear friends' brands. Mm-hmm. And I, every time I travel, mm-hmm. I she has um, it's a brand called Sunday Forever, mm-hmm. and she has this amazing coconut perfume, and it's oh. like a rollerball one. So you travel. Mm-hmm. I mean, it comes in a normal yeah, size yeah. too, but um, I always travel with it. And it's for some reason like that scent like brings me back. It's mm-hmm. like a vanilla like coke. It's so good, and. Every time I put it on, someone says something to me mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. And it just, it's like a little reminder of like, I don't know, I'm like, I love her so much. And so mm-hmm. it's like a reminder of her. And like, that's also comforting for me. But I always travel with that. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of a mess. So like, I you guess I, you know what I have? Down. I always have my hairbrush. There you go. See, there we go. I always have my hairbrush. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the wet hairbrushes. Oh, nice. I really like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like a good, it's all the kinks out. <laughs> trying to train my hair not to have to be washed every day so uh, my hairbrush my coconut perfume I think those are the two it's well because we have a corporate apartment in LA because my corporate team is based here exactly so every Mm -hmm. month there's at least three people in that apartment wow so just because we're all on different schedules Mm -hmm. so I have Nick, who is um, part of our teaching support team, he's an instructor for us, and he also um, manages a lot of the mm-hmm. teachers. He manages the West Coast. And so he was just out there for a week. Now I have Kristen, who mm-hmm. is our, one of our lead um, teacher trainers in New York, um, co-leading the 200-hour training in LA. Wow. So she's in the apartment, and my COO will be there next week in the apartment. Wow. So I have, like, my stuff there. <laughs> You're like, so I'm, I'm good. Yeah, so it's... It's so funny because I, I think those are like really the two things. Which is good. Yeah. You have to have three. You, you know, you could be the third. And me and myself. <laughs> oh, I do. Oh, I have recent, wait, I recently, mm-hmm. it's not in my carry-on, it's on my body. I recently started wearing compression socks. Yes. And that is my new favorite. Yeah. So my friend Andy, mm-hmm. who um, I went to college with, started um, a compression sock line called Comrade. And they're... Oh, wow. Incredible. I have never heard of that. Yeah, I will check they're out. great. They're so amazing. And he, he was like, I'd love to send you a pair. Like, I know you travel a lot. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. No, compression socks and are the best. I cannot get on a plane without them now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. There we go. I love That's see, it. There you That's go. number three. See? You've learned about that. yourself. Yeah. And you're three. So, as you know, this podcast is called Tribe Goals. Tribe Goals is all about change makers and, you know, people have a great following. But we also love knowing, like, who are the three people that, because we love threes, who are the three people that you're inspired by? Whether you know them personally, follow them, but these are just people that somehow in your life, they mean something to you. Known or unknown? Yeah, so 
I think when I look at someone who has built a business and a company and a brand, and I've been lucky enough to, I know her now, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I come from fashion, so that was Mm -hmm. Rebecca Minkoff, Mm -hmm. to me, is, like, she is goals mm-hmm. for me. Oh, like, yeah. I think the way that she's... And, like, knowing her and mm-hmm. the way that she balances her family yep. and prioritizes them and their relationships and the way that she's building community mm-hmm. um, and really supports, like, female founders and yep. just has built, like, a strong... I'm assuming you're in FFC as well. Yes, yep, yep. I am. And she's Same. built such a strong brand. I just... And she's so lovely. Like, I love she her. is one of the most humble, like just genuine people that I've ever met in my life and Mm -hmm. I think that is so important Mm -hmm. and I just think she's super inspiring and just continuing to like innovate and Mm -hmm. want to she always wants to create community and just so she like I really really respect her and Mm -hmm. have a lot of um, admiration for her yeah and then well I'm just gonna lump them all into one but like I'm obsessed with my team Like, I'm obsessed with them. Mm -hmm. There's, like, I... There is absolutely no way Mm -hmm. that I would be anywhere near where I am today Mm -hmm. without them. Yeah. Like, they are so good at what they do in, like... And everyone's a team of one. Yeah. So, I have Rox, who's my director of marketing. Mm -hmm. I have Alex, who's my director of ops. I have Natalie, who's my director of people. Melanie, who is... Uh, my director of retail and Stephanie who's my VP of finance and we just brought on a COO three months ago his name is Chris he's the first male addition to our team wow who is incredible he comes with such great experience and it's just been so like everyone works so hard they're so supportive we like there's just so much that everyone does Mm -hmm. and we all do it for the company and it's just been really cool in the last like couple years too to watch them really really grow Mm -hmm. and like they really they're the reason I show up yeah so it's really like they're just great I love that you're recognizing them oh yeah I mean they're great Mm -hmm. like they I that's all yeah like they're (laughs) you know if it's so easy to not have to show up if Mm -hmm. you're not being held accountable. Exactly. And I want to make sure that I'm being the best boss for them Mm -hmm. and showing up for them. And even when I'm having a bad day, like I always like, so silly. I sound so cheesy, but like I, when I'm having, like I wake up in a bad mood, like Mm -hmm. I know if I get to the office, like I'll feel better. Exactly. Yeah. Because I just, I love the energy Mm -hmm. that they have. And it's just, it really is like an inspiring place to be. So either in New York or mm-hmm. in LA or both, where could we find you grabbing a cocktail or a meal, working out, it could be your own studios or others, and shopping? Okay. New York. My favorite place to grab a drink is Cell Rose. Yes. It is my favorite place ever. Mm-hmm. It's already crowded, so I feel like it's fine that I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> Um, I love it. It's so, it's like on my way home from the office. They mm-hmm. have amazing cocktails. They have actually really great, like organic and like natural wines, which mm-hmm. I didn't even know like was a thing. And mm-hmm. one of the bartenders recommended they're yeah. amazing. Fantastic truffle fries. Great menu. Mm-hmm. Um, 
working out, I am very much either at Y7 or New York Pilates. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, yep. I, you know, cardio, meh, gross. <laughs> I'm really trying to run. Yeah. It's pretty difficult I've been for trying me. for two years. It's yeah, insane. it's hard. Yeah. I don't know, I get bored. It's a lot. I need a lot of motivation. Mm-hmm. So, But usually Y7 or New York mm-hmm. Pilates. Um, what was the third one? Oh, um, shopping. Oh, girl, I'm an online shopper. That's fine. I'm an online shopper. Big fan of Shopa. Mm-hmm. When they mm-hmm. open, well, they their first store ever was in Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. And so yeah. for me, I'm like, you've been taking my money since 2005. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I love Shop Up. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any little stores. I actually love that they have the cutest gifts too. It's um, right near the office, uh, mm-hmm. Plant Shed. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it, there's one, they have them all over the city. I think there's like three or four, but mm-hmm. great coffee. Um, really cute little like plants, like mm-hmm. gift stuff that I'm always... I go in there and I buy everything. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like LA, like in LA it's Erewhon. Oh. I can't go in that place and not spend a hundred dollars. It's like, I'm like, just one time I want to go in and spend less than a hundred dollars. Right. I'm allowed to go one time when I'm in LA. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'm like, girl, right no, no more. Just, there's no reason. <laughs> just stop it. So LA, it's Erewhon. Um, for drinks and food, there is this place called Conservatory mm. um, that opened in West Hollywood. It's mm-hmm. a walking distance from my apartment. Mm-hmm. I like convenience. If you couldn't tell, all of these things right. are like very close for me. Um, Which is smart. Yeah. When you don't have a lot of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I eat there probably. <laughs> <laughs> like there once a day when I'm in LA. It's okay. Well, it's great, and they have a great happy hour menu. Oh, nice! Which is always the best. It's it's incredible, and mm-hmm. for me, especially when I'm in LA, I need to do something with somebody between the hours of four and eight, or else I'll, I'll fall asleep. Same. Because <laughs> well, I try, I try to stay like semi on New York time and yeah. get up around like six when I'm in LA. Mm-hmm. So like around four, I'm like, oh boy, I'm like who wow. wants to hang out with me? <laughs> Either I have to take class, or I'm like. Let's take class and then go get a drink because I need to be stimulated yep. until mm-hmm. it's appropriate to go to bed. Oh, God, yes. Um, <laughs> and then there is an incredible workout in LA that I love so much. Mm-hmm. And I love the owner. It's called Boonda. Oh, I have not heard of this. Okay. So it is basically, it's formatted. I would say it's formatted like a berries or a rumble where mm-hmm. there's like floor. Yep. And instead of a treadmill or boxing, uh-huh. it's a Stairmaster. Shut up. And it is. I love Stairmaster. And Katie, who's the founder, created this incredible like floor system yeah. that has like, um, it's like a personal almost ballet bar. Mm-hmm. And in the middle, it's like um, a gym floor. And on the right and the left are um, slide slide up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what material they're made out of. Yeah. But whatever sliders. Yes. 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 So you can do like butt yeah. workouts and on the sliders, on the floor, you don't have to move. They're able to have the gym floor. I went to this workout and I went to the front desk and I go, I'm so sorry. This is so weird. I was like, does the owner happen to be here? I was like, and they were like, yeah, is everything okay? I was like, I love it here. Yeah. It was this, so you're like seven, you're seven minutes on mm-hmm. the Stairmaster, you're seven minutes on the thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, the Stairmaster is, yo. Yeah. Wow. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, that is, it awesome. is I, 
Okay, she's fantastic. The, oh, you yeah. have to. Yeah. It's in West Hollywood. It's on West Third. Mm-hmm. Katie, if you're listening, I love you so much. Oh my um, god. She's created something just like I think it's, and it's fun. Yeah. And it takes a lot that. for me to say that because I'm like crying inside in every workout. Yes. <laughs> I'm like it was good, but I'm like, oh, get me out of here. Thank God it's over. <laughs> Um, but I, it, I felt sore in like all the places I wanted yep. to be. Like mm-hmm. it was, I just had a great time. I loved it so much. So I always try and hit that up when I'm there. Okay. I'm loving um, that. Yeah. That's on my list. Yeah. Now. And then I do have shopping in LA and I, it's, it's bad. Mm-hmm. The Reformation Vintage Store. Mm. Again, it's right across the street from the studio in West Hollywood, so very convenient. <laughs> um, but that's where they have like all their denim bar and just a like, great. T- I, it's, I have gotten so many amazing pieces there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take my money. You're like, just take it all. It's like I go to the studio to take class and I end up going home, spending like four hundred dollars. It's like, well, I'll just put it in the LA apartment. I'm just, still- <laughs> I'll just stay here. My husband thinks that. I'm so good and don't shop. I'm like, everything's in LA. Just don't go there. I know that you're energized from the insights on today's episode of Tribe Goals. Tribe Goals is a member of the Multimedia Podcast Network at Leisure Studio, part of Athleisure Media and Athleisure Mag. Make sure to follow us and to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Himalaya, and Stitcher Premium. Visit us at athleisurestudio.com backslash tribe goals and follow us on Instagram at tribe.goals to see new episodes of Tribe Goals, as well as to see what other shows we have watched throughout our network. Tribe Goals is hosted by me, Kimmy Smith, and is executive produced by Paul Farkas and myself. Our theme music, Rough and Deep, is performed by Juggling. I'll be back with our next Tribe Goals guest.